You're tracking a blue chip art collection. So why are you using cheap art collection database software? Artbase is the leading luxury collection management software platform in the world. Totally secure, full featured, customizable, and most importantly, easy to use on computers, iPads, and iPhones. Artbase comes with plenty of training and support to get you going and keep you efficient. Unlike most collection management systems, with Artbase, only you have access to your information on your computers. So visit Artbase.com today to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. This week's episode, we're here with Simon Hornby, president of Crozier Fine Arts, a New York City-based art storage, shipping, and logistics company. Simon, thanks so much for speaking with us. Oh, you're very welcome. First, for our listeners who aren't too familiar with Crozier, can you tell us a little bit about some of the main services you offer your clients? Well, Crozier is probably the largest art storage company in the United States. It's been around for just over 40 years. And as a result of that, really has got one of the broadest experiences of providing specialized facilities for storing arts and art forms in many different, um, in many different ways. So that ranges from flatworks to um, photographs to 3D and more recently some video installations and some digital media. So it's a business that has evolved over the years. I think we are best known for storage and storage services. That is approximately 65% of our business. But in addition to that, we provide a whole range of other complementary services. So the trucks that you would see on the streets of Manhattan or in Connecticut or down in Delaware, uh, we have a couple of crate shops for the fabrication of a different range of crates for different types of artworks and determined really by what you want to do with your artwork, whether you're shipping it globally, you would probably want a slightly more but robust crate made for your artwork. If it's just going across town, it might be something that's a little uh, less robust in nature but will do the job equally well. So we also have teams of art handlers that work with uh, many of our clients on site, so that can range from museums to galleries to private residences and really everything in between. So we what are called really a full-service art storage and logistics company in that we also provide freight forwarding to clients who are moving their artworks globally and that means that we can be servicing clients at the art fairs we have art basel coming up next week in switzerland so we know our clients are going to be there and be active so there's a very good chance that we'll be looking after some shipments coming back from switzerland to the u.s so I hope that gives you a, an idea of the, uh, the range of services that we provide on a day-to-day basis. Um, we've also developed a few other services in the last five to six years in response to specific client needs, and one of those is the emergency response service. We have crews that will be available um, really at the, the drop of a hat. Um, If you've suffered water damage, storm damage, fire, smoke, any other um, occurrence that would affect not just the art, but the environment in which your art is is being um, 
looked after. So whether it's on the wall in your apartment or it's out in your Hamptons house or somewhere on the Jersey Shore, this is a service that in conjunction with most of the fine art insurance companies, we provide um, when that hour of need comes. So we do a lot of different things, but I think we are focused simply on client needs in the art space. So I hope, Adam, that gives you a, um, an idea of really the breadth of what we're able to offer. Yeah, it absolutely does. And Crozier has been around for a long time, as you indicated, and the art market has really changed a lot, especially over the last decade or so in terms of the value of art, in terms of the way art is collected, even in terms of collectors. What trends are we seeing in the art storage industry as the art market has changed so much over the last few years? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, <clears throat> and I think it causes me to kind of think about some of the, the changes since I've been involved in this space and I came to it from an insurance and a, a risk background. And so one of the things that struck me in the, um, I say the early days, this was probably 14, 15 years ago, was the, you know, the phrase, the word, my word is my bond, that a handshake still stood for something. Well, no way today would you ever rely on a handshake. So I think one of the things that has changed not just for the world of storage, but the art world, art world generally, is that everything is much more prescribed in terms of contracts, sale agreements, really bolting down the minutiae of how you do business in the art world. And so one of the things that we have had to react to, I suppose, is the need for um, detailed contracts, um, addressing potential exposures either from our clients or from uh, potential litigation. So that's something which has really changed in the last 10 years, is being much more driven by, um, I loosely say, attorneys in the fact that much more money is at stake now. Values have soared, as you, as you intimate. And we and I think others in the business understand that we have to reflect that in, in how we do business. So that, that's one change. I think another change is in terms of how clients look to companies like Crozier to be much more of a trusted advisor rather than simply a provider of one or two services. That the level of engagement that we now have is, is deeper, it's wider, and I think that on the whole is, is, is much better for everybody. Because if we understand our client in a more intimate way, then we're far able to help that client plan for the future, respond to changing needs, and ask questions well ahead of time that can influence decisions that a client may make, but also be um, a provider of much more cost-effective services because we can integrate that into our working methodology and the way we do business. And therefore, that relationship is much closer and both sides benefit. So I think that we look now to spend more time with our clients, understanding their motivations, um, and not simply say, we offer storage and leave the conversation at that point. 
And I think those trends you will see in other parts of the art world as well, whether it's the auction houses, whether it's dealers and um, you know the advent of many more art advisors. I think this is a trend that um, has developed, is developing, and I see no reason why it, it won't become a deeper part of how we all do business in the art world going forward. We often anecdotally hear about collectors buying works and storing them immediately and reselling them later on without ever having displayed them in their homes. I know you may not know the intentions of each of your clients and what they're doing with their collections, but do you feel like that kind of art trading is a real thing and has driven more demand for art storage? And on a more broader level, what what are the main reasons you would say why your customers are storing their art in your facilities? Well, it's clear it does happen, but I don't think it's quite as widespread as many people think. The, you know, the motivations for storing art are many and varied. And I can think, you know, in the last, just the last three months of, you know, several new clients and talking with them about why they need art storage. And one of them is simply they don't have the, the space in their house to install large contemporary works that they received through a bequest. So in that particular case, there was a relationship between the person who had died and um, left this small art collection in their will um, that they wanted to retain that relationship but just simply couldn't house it and didn't want to sell it. So that was one very simple example of you know, lack, lack of space in, in a house. Um, another one may be that um, high values, insurance, that it's easier to obtain insurance at a more reasonable rate if it's stored within a facility such as ours, which is recognized by the, the, the primary fine art insurance specialists. We're accredited, they inspect us on a regular basis, and they know it's a safe, a safe home for storage of artworks. So that's another motivation. And then occasionally you, you have folks that do have an extensive collection and they enjoy rotating the works through maybe one or two or even three residences, but at the same time don't actually want to sell anything. So they're simply looking at this as an extension of their closet, but it's a closet for art and it's one which is secure and reliable. And they can have us deliver that art at short notice. And as a mood change or fashion changes, then they're able to switch out their art. But as you rightly suggest, there are others that are looking at this much more as a financial investment um, that may buy a work of art, not because they necessarily want to enjoy it and have a direct relationship with it where they live or where they work and are looking at it simply as an appreciating asset. Um, but as I said really uh, you know, a couple of minutes ago, that is a minority of clients. Um, I think the broad majority of people that we work with enjoy their art, they want to see it on a regular basis, and are not really minded simply to put it in a crate forget about it until Sotheby's or Christie's or a dealer comes knocking and says, uh, we're looking for this particular 
um, artist, what do you have? So I think um, that's really in a nutshell how we look at it, and that's our, our experience. And I think that's, that hasn't changed much over the last four or five years. Some New York City galleries' inventories were significantly damaged as a result of Hurricane Sandy. Looking forward, is the potential for weather damage or even mentions of climate change a motivation for art storage? Is that, is that a discussion point nowadays with existing and potential customers, whether it's galleries or collectors? Well, I think that much more on the gallery side is Eric's, uh, is on, sorry, not the gallery side, on the private client side that as we look at rising sea levels on the east coast and the prevalence of flooding and therefore the possibility of greater surge um, not necessarily from a hurricane you know as we saw in sandy it wasn't actually a hurricane when it landed in in this part of the northeast um, that much more sensitivity to that in particular locations so we actually have a couple of programs in place with um, clients and insurance companies whereby in the advance notice of a storm that we can provide um, evacuation services for art that may be in danger or offer assistance to move that art in a particular residence so it's placed out of harm's way. So I think that is a discussion that the insurance industry has certainly been promoting because they're clearly on the, the downside of that exposure should anything happen. And I think that most clients are much more aware of that, that exposure in their day-to-day -day lives. I think the, the other part that I see of this in terms of running large storage facilities that provide climate control conditions is how we can contribute to reducing our um, footprint and use of power. And one of the discussions we've had internally over the last year is what does that look like in terms of using more efficient machinery to retain the right temperature and relative humidity? And perhaps more importantly, how do we source our energy in the future that it is from renewable, uh, renewable sources and I think combining these together then leads you to a conclusion which is associated with some academic studies that several museums and research institutes have undertaken in terms of what is the best environment for different types of art. And I think the general conclusion appears to be that the very narrow band that we use and others to comply with so-called museum quality standards for art storage are actually too narrow and that there's a strong argument that that band can be widened so for example instead of keeping the temperature at 70 degrees Fahrenheit plus or minus two or three degrees there is strong research to support a notion that actually anything between 60 degrees and maybe 74 or 75 degrees is good for most types of artwork, provided the rate of change is not too great. So the implication of that is that we would actually use less power to cycle the machinery on and off, and therefore use far less electricity, which would benefit everybody. So I think 
one of the things that we're looking to see is how can we get our clients to engage in that conversation and become comfortable with the fact that the 20 or 30 year old regime of these very narrow temperature and relative humidity bands are not needed for um, for most types of art. So two different ways of looking at your question and I hope both kind of inform the discussion that we have as we look to service our clients in the best way possible but also um, play our role in being responsible in, in how we do our business. And to what extent have storage facilities at Freeports impacted storage facilities located outside of them? Is there, is there competition between facilities in and outside of these Freeports? What can you tell us as an insider in, in the industry what exactly is going on here as we kind of read an article every now and then about Freeports, but it's a little unclear what's occurring there and how much activity there is in them? Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, everything in this world coexists that um, for certain clients, a Freeport is the appropriate place to, to keep their collection. Um, but, it, but it depends on very specific needs and circumstances. So I know talking with colleagues in London, for example, they say that the benefits of having a bonded warehouse in the UK provide the same benefits for a client in the Freeport um, and therefore they see no direct competition. Um, in the US, for example, um, we have a storage facility in Delaware as to a couple of other companies and the benefits for our clients there who are looking to manage wealth and wealth transfer through Delaware trusts means that they can be domiciled in Delaware and in effect get the same benefits of a free port because you know, there is no sales tax as most people understand and there are also other benefits from being structured through Delaware corporations and LLCs. So there is for a number of people no need to even look at a free port solution because they can get the same benefits uh, in another way. So the way that we look at it is there are a number of different client needs and what we continually look to do is to meet those needs in different ways. And if it means in the future that we would need to be in the Freeport business, um, then clearly we would look to do so. But I think at the moment we see that the different offerings we have um, don't compete with the Freeport and provide the level of service and the expectations that our clients need for how they manage their art collections um, is not really being challenged on, a, on any regular basis. So simple answer to your question is everybody coexists in this same art storage space and simply because there are free ports does not mean that anybody else suffers. It's, it's really case by case. Simon, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and speaking with us about Crozier as well as some of the latest trends in the art storage space. And if our listeners want to learn more about Crozier, what's the website they can visit? It's CrozierArts.com. Perfect. Simon, thanks so much again. We really appreciate it. Adam, thank you. Really enjoyed it. This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast was brought to you by ArtBase. You're tracking a blue chip art collection, so why are you using cheap art collection database software? 
Artbase is the leading luxury collection management software platform in the world. Totally secure, full-featured, customizable, and easy to use on computers, iPads, and iPhones. Unlike most collection management systems, with Artbase, only you have access to your information on your computers. So visit artbase.com today to find out more.